This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC TrustBooks. Go to HVACTrustBooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. Do you have a hidden sales prevention department? I will bet that you do, because most of us don't think about it. And it's really a situation where we're not aware, but it's there. So I first heard this term from a colleague who owns the oldest steakhouse in Florida, Okeechobee, Okeechobee Steakhouse in West Palm Beach. And Ralph was talking about this, and I since learned that other people have mentioned it, but it was the first time that I had heard it. And so, you know, what's a sales prevention department? You're probably thinking it's when your employees think that they know better than the customer. It's when they're afraid to ask a question or afraid to give information to the customer that he or she might be interested in or it might help her. So my colleague talks about the story of purchasing a $10,000 bottle of wine. And many of his employees were like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to talk to a customer about a $10,000 bottle of wine. And, and that's your sales prevention department because they had in their head that nobody would be interested in buying a $10,000 bottle of wine. But, you know, one of his waitresses did and she talked to customers about it you know, very nicely and everything else like that. And she sold the bottle of wine less than two weeks after Ralph purchased it. Now, can you imagine the tip that she got on a $10,000 bottle of wine? Not bad for mentioning a few things, okay? So think about it. You probably have one also. So, you know, what, what happens if your tech or your plumber sees something that could help the customer be more comfortable in her home or her office, and he doesn't mention it? You know, what if the tech believes that the customer is not interested and doesn't say anything to your customer? He's putting his projection on her. And, you know, what if it's a situation where the employee believes your price is too high because she can't or he can't imagine spending that amount of money on your product or your service and might feel, well, I can't afford it, so the customer can't afford it and doesn't say anything to the customer. You have a sales prevention department. And I'll bet your techs do that every single day when they are with customers because they don't talk to the customer. They make assumptions about the customer and they do it all the time. You know, in reality, your, your employees can't read customers' minds. They don't know what's in your, their customers' wallets. You know, many people live in upscale houses who can't afford to buy anything because they're leveraged out the wazoo. They just can't afford anything unless it's on payments. You know, their monthly debts are outrageous, but they live in these upscale houses and they have these, you know, great looking cars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but they can't afford anything, you know, and there's others who live very modestly, you know, and they give your technician $600 in cash for a service call, or they give your salesperson $10,000 in cash out of a brown paper sack to pay for, you know, a HVAC system, a plumbing remodel, or, you know, generator, whatever. I mean, you have no idea by looking at a person whether they can afford something or not. And techs do this all the time. In fact, your, your office people actually do it too, but they do it more subtly. 
they do it by, oh gosh, I could never afford a new air conditioner. So they're not as nice or friendly to the person on the phone going, you really don't want this, do you? And that's what's going through their heads. So you have to make sure that not only the people who are out in the field understand this, but people who are in the office, you know, what's the benefit of a customer having this particular product? Oh, I mean, how many of your office people tell you, oh my gosh, I could never afford that. And it happens all the time. They're part of your customer prevention department. So be careful. It is there. And it's probably more insidious than you think it is. So appearances can be very, very deceiving. And you just have to pay attention. And your person, you know, the people who work with you have to pay attention. You know, if your employees think that they know something about a customer, they probably don't. You know, think about this also. How many times has your salesperson said, I've got that sale, only to find that it went to a competitor? Or the flip side, there's no way I got that sale. And the customer buys. I mean, you cannot know what's in the mind of a customer. Does not work, right? So if an employee thinks, or you even think, that they know what's in the mind of the customer, if they don't ask a product question for any reason, you have a sales prevention department. All right. So terrific. You got one. What do we do about it? So I'm going to talk about some ways to eliminate your sales prevention department. And some of them I'll talk about before the break and some of them I'll talk about after the break. But let's get started. All right. You've got one. You probably, now that I've brought it out in the open, you're probably going to go, oh my gosh, we do have one. And it's like, you don't think about it until somebody starts talking about it. And so that's the first thing that we've got to do to eliminate the sales prevention department is to start talking about it. Bring it out in the open. You know, give a story where you thought about a customer wouldn't be interested in an IAQ or a modeling project or, you know, something along those lines, a new system, whatever. And you were pleasantly surprised when the customer said yes. And you explain, I put my thought process on the customer. I can't read the customer's mind as I realize that. And so I find it's always easy to ask the question that, you know, all that customer can do is say no. And it's okay if the customer says no. But the customer might say yes. And the fact that the customer might say yes means if you don't talk about it to the customer, then guess what? The customer has no opportunity to say yes says yes, that's terrific. He says no, that's okay too. All right. Now, this is a conversation about bringing it up and talking about it that you're going to have to have over and over and over again. You know, everybody's got to get comfortable asking questions and getting rid of their own biases. We all are biased. I mean, it does not matter. I'm biased. You're biased. Your employees are biased. My employers are biased. We all are. We all have our way of thinking that was developed when we were kids as a general rule. And that's what colors our world. We have to get rid of that color and actually get to the point where we start asking questions. All right. So after the break, I'm going to talk about other ways to eliminate your sales prevention department. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him, though. How? with a leak letter that every customer must sign when the service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. 
The surprising result was more replacement sales, too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronin the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R O N A N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I started talking about your sales prevention department, your actual hidden sales prevention department. And best way to bring it out in the open, the first thing to do is absolutely just start talking about it. And once you start talking about it, people will start looking around, people will start realizing it, and they'll go, yeah, maybe. And some of them will just say, forget it, and they'll keep their their blinders on and their rose-colored glasses on, and they'll go their stuff, you know, they'll go their way. And you have to decide whether you want to keep that or not. And that's your decision as an owner of a company. All right. So after you've talked about it over and over and over and over again, the next thing is to actually role play. Now, I know you're probably going, ugh, role play. Yuck. It's the best way I know of to get really comfortable asking the questions you want asked. If your employees can ask the questions and and do the role plays in front of their peers, They'll get rid of their own biases, number one. And number two, they'll be able to ask them in front of the customer because there's not five people watching or 10 people watching or 15 people watching. It's really a situation at that particular point where they're in front of a customer one-on-one and they can feel more comfortable. They've asked the question. They've gotten nervous in front of a, you know, the peers and things along those lines. But it, it generally takes away a lot of the fear. So, you know, some of the questions that they might want to ask, well, does anyone in your home have allergies? Hot or cold rooms? You know, is any of your plumbing systems not working well? Um, Your equipment's reaching the manufacturer's expected life. You might want to think about replacing it. You know, these are just, you know, three questions that you may want to ask and, and role play and see how they answer those questions or how they ask them. If they're not comfortable asking a question like, does anybody smoke or does anybody have allergies? What you may want them to do to start with is, Mrs. Jones, I'm going to ask you some seemingly personal questions so that I can make sure that you're as comfortable in your home as you as I can help you be. Is that okay? And the customer doesn't always say yes. You know, there might be one jerk who says no, but then, you know, everybody always says yes. So that, you know, brings out, this might be a personal question. I'm asking this because... And so there's a lot more comfort at that particular point. So role play the questions, get them up in front of their peers, get them comfortable asking the questions, and then reward the positive behavior. So you might do it through contests. You might do it through um, attaboys, notes and paychecks, sending information to their spouses. I mean, there's lots of ways to get attaboys. The third thing that I would do is I would record telephone conversations. And all of us, you know, if you go calling a company now, it says this conversation may be recorded for da-da-da-da-da-da, and that's fine. This is, to me, the best way to teach your team members who are in contact with your customers by phone. They don't realize what they're saying on the phone. And sometimes the first time you play it back, they're horrified 
at what they sound like. I promise you, they don't remember what they sound like and what they said. And they're often surprised at how things come out. You'll be able to see a lot of things with respect to being positive on the phone, being negative on the phone. And they don't may not think that they're negative, but if you listen to playback, they may actually be negative. The other thing that I would do is I'd ride with the techs. Have your service manager ride with your techs, your plumbers, your electricians, whatever. Um, you can show them how you want it done. You can show them how you want the questions asked in the customer's home or office. Salespeople get ride-alongs from sales managers and owners all the time. Make sure it's being done right. And in this case, if you're asking the questions initially, then you're in a situation where, guess what? They should feel more comfortable asking the questions if you're not there. All right? The reality is sometimes it's, okay, depending upon the situation you're in, it might be watch one, do one, and sometimes teach one, depending upon whether that particular person will be training a new employee at your company. But every employee can watch one, and then every employee can do one. There's not a problem with that. It's just occasionally they're not going to be able to teach one. So think about it. When you eliminate your sales prevention department, which you probably have, you'll have more engaged customers, a growing customer referral base, and more revenue, and preferably and hopefully more profit. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, or let me know whether you have a sales prevention department, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.